Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today, we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each one of us. Peace be with you. Friends, we come once again to New Year's Day. I mean, the first day of the liturgical year. We come again to this great season of Advent, the season of waiting for the coming of the Lord. Christian life has really a permanent Advent quality. Let me say that again. The whole of Christian life is, is a permanent Advent. Now, why? Because we're always in the stance of expecting the coming of the Lord. We're waiting for his definitive second coming. We're keeping vigil. Think of the very last line of the entire Bible. Come, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, come, O Lord. Well, that's Christian life in general. That's been Christian life for 2,000 years. It'll be Christian life until the Lord comes. Now, three dimensions of Advent. The Lord came in history. That's true. The Lord will definitively come. I've just been talking about that, the end of time, the second coming. And the Lord is coming even now. Those are three dimensions of our Advent season. Now, what I mean by this last one, I'm going to focus on it today, that he's coming even now. What I mean is the risen Lord wants to take up residence in us today. Remember in the great story of Zacchaeus, Jesus says to Zacchaeus, come down quickly because this very day I'm coming to stay in your house. Think of his house here as not just his physical house, but his, his very self. So Advent, perhaps most immediately for all of us, is a preparation for that coming. We're getting ourselves ready to receive the Christ who wants even now to be born in us. Okay, so how do we do it? Well, I think our readings for this first Sunday of Advent give us some wonderful instruction. Our first reading is taken from the second chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. Could I urge everybody, this Advent season, take out your Bibles and read prayerfully through the book of the prophet Isaiah. It was one of the greatest books in the whole Bible. A little difficult, you might want to get a, a good commentary with it. But Isaiah is, is a wonderful prophet of Advent. Well, the first reading, as I say, is taken from the second chapter, where the prophet speaks of the day of fulfillment, the day when the Lord will definitively rule over Israel. Now, we Christians see it as a veiled anticipation of what, what things will look like when Christ comes to rule over all nations, but it's also, therefore, a symbolic manifestation of what it will look like when Christ comes to rule over us individually. 
Okay, so with that in mind, listen. In days to come, Isaiah says, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain. This couldn't be simpler and more challenging. When Christ comes to reign in us, listen now, he must be the highest value, period. His house must be on the highest mountain, period. Now be honest, something or someone or some value is highest in your life. I don't know what it is. It might be your career. It might be your wealth, your prestige, your family, your country, your own ego. I don't know. I'm saying you. I mean, ours. I, I'm in the same boat, obviously. You know, all of us sinners. I don't know what this is precisely, but everybody listening to me has a highest mountain. Well, when Christ comes to live in you, he insists on being the Lord of your whole life with no competition. And then Isaiah tells us, listen now, all nations shall stream toward it. Many people shall come and say, come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob. Could I invite everybody to let that beautiful image stay in your mind all throughout the Advent season? the streaming of all the nations of the world toward Jerusalem and the temple is evocative of all the elements of you streaming toward Christ. I mean your emotions, your mind, your will, your personal projects and plans, your friendships, your entertainments, your hobbies. I mean everything in your life. Once Jesus is established as the highest value, then... Everything else in you centers around and streams toward that great value. Look, it all belongs to him, and he demands to be Lord of your life. He's not coming to be one minor interest among others. This is something all of us sinners of a religious bent <laughs> tend to do. We say, oh, sure, Jesus, yeah, very important to me. But if I'm honest, he's, you know, one interest among many. Honest, is he the highest mountain in my life? That's the challenge here. Christ will not be sequestered to Sunday alone. Oh, I give the Lord his due for, you know, an hour on Sunday. Mm-mm. He must be the highest value in everything else in your life. Public, private, friendships, everything must be subordinated to him. Therefore, can I recommend this? A wonderful Advent preparation is just this ordering or reordering of your life. Do what those 12-step advocates call a searching moral inventory of your life. Go through every aspect that I just mentioned. Go through all aspects of your life and ask the honest question. Can I say that all these dimensions of my life are under Jesus' lordship? 
There is a, there's your Advent spiritual work, if you want. And I recommend it to myself, too. Look at every aspect of your life. Does all of it stream toward the Lord who's on top of the highest mountain of your life? And turn this thing around. If I were to identify a mountain that competes with his, what would it be? And again, be honest, everybody, my fellow sinners. Uh, it doesn't do us one bit of good to play games here with ourselves. When you do that searching moral inventory, maybe maybe after Mass or before Mass or before the Blessed Sacrament or when you've got time the end of the day or beginning of the day to pray, to do that searching moral inventory and say, okay, what really is the highest mountain? If it's not Jesus, then changes have to be worked in your life. And then does everything in me stream toward him? If not, i got to work some changes in my life. Okay? Now, here's the great good news as we continue reading Isaiah. Listen. He shall judge between the nations and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not raise the sword against another. Now, he's talking, indeed, about the sort of political realm. It's this wonderful day when, when the God of Israel is the center of everyone's concern. Indeed, there will be peace among the nations. But can I stay with the interpretation that we've been using? Think now of all of us sinners are to some degree at war with ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Is, is my mind wants this, but my will wants something else. My personal life goes in this direction, but my public life goes in the other direction. I got one emotion pushing me this way, another emotion pushing me that way. I've got one ideal here, but then this kind of realistic side of me goes the other way. When Christ is not the center of our lives, we do indeed become a jumble of conflicting desires and aspirations. Again, that should sound familiar to every sinner listening to me. When Christ is not the center, we become a jumble of conflicting desires and aspirations. But when Christ becomes the center, listen again, when the holy mountain is indisputably the highest, then what? Then all the elements that make us up find harmony. Why? Because they're all subordinated to the same end. So, with Christ in the center of your life, this friendship will not militate against that one because both are in service of Christ. My mind won't be at odds with my will since both are ordered to Christ. My private life won't conflict with my public life for they both surrendered their prerogatives to the Lord. In other words, peace will break out in us. The swords will be beaten into plowshares. See what that means? The weapons of conflict now become the means of cultivation. If you want peace in your soul, put Christ in the center and let everything in you stream toward him. Okay, now, when will all this happen? Or when should all this happen? Now listen to Paul in our second reading as he speaks to the little Christian church gathered in Rome. Who knows how many people? Maybe, I don't know, a couple dozen. But it's, it's preserved in this wonderful letter to the Romans that we read. 
Paul says, you know the time. It's the hour now for you to wake from sleep. You know, in the Bible, sleep is never a good thing. Sleep is a symbol of spiritual laziness or inattention. Think here of the disciples sleeping in Gethsemane, right, as Jesus is, is confronting his great moment of, of trial, and his friends, his, his intimate disciples, are asleep. Sleep is a, is a sign of, of laziness. I'm, I'm not paying attention. So Paul is saying to his disciples in Rome, wake up. Now is the hour for you to wake from sleep. So when should we prepare everybody for the coming of Jesus? Now. Now. When should we get our spiritual houses in order? Now. When should we do the searching moral inventory? Now. When should we knock down mountains that are higher than the Lord's mountain? Now. See, that's Advent. That's Advent. Just one last observation now from the gospel. How beautifully the gospel for today picks up on this motif. Listen. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. How marvelous, everybody, that the season of Advent rolls around every year because we all dawdle, we all fall asleep, we all lapse into spiritual inattention. And so the church, once again, at the beginning of the liturgical year, shouts at us once more, wake up, change, repent, prepare the way of the Lord. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.